0: Hey guys, welcome to this episode. We are going to do a podcast. It's been a long time since we've actually done one of these with Brian Blessing. I am here with the man himself from the com. Um and we're going to talk about everything you need to know this week and in the coming months. A lot of stuff going on hockey, uh playoff baseball, football, you know, college and professional. Brian, how are you doing?
1: Hi, right, Jack, real good, bud. Just a crazy crazy time of year it's your head's on a swivel and basketball's not far behind
0: crazy doesn't describe it at all like you say i mean basketball's not far behind i already mentioned all the sports that we're into right now and you know just the nfl has been crazy this year i think the numbers have just been more volatile than usual
1: you know it goes back to week one i you know i, I saw uh, and we see, i stuck my neck out like an ostrich i've got western new york roots and uh you know i follow the the Bills and Sabres very closely. They had a you know, really good read on them because they basically watch every play. And it goes back to week um, two, actually. It was the worst number I'd ever seen hung in Las Vegas. They made Miami a one-point favorite. <laughs> it was so misguided because the Bills had just been sold that week, and there were 15 reasons why the Bills should have been a three-point favorite, three-and-a-half-point favorite in the game. And then the Bills killed the Dolphins. And then the next week, The overreaction, San Diego goes to Buffalo. Well, San Diego is better than Miami, and they made the Bills the favorite in the game. So, you know, I'm looking at some of these numbers. Usually the NFL is so tight, but the overreactions are just outlandish. I mean, like this week, I mean, we'll see how it all pans out. But Baltimore blows out Tampa Bay, and Atlanta is kind of treading water. uh, But all of a sudden, Baltimore's a seven-point favorite over Atlanta. I you know, I mean, Baltimore, I guess, could, could pummel them again. I It just seems to me like it's an overreaction because in the past, that, that number would have been four and a half, something like that, and let the market decide. And they hang it up at seven. I, I just think we've seen a lot of real overreactions on the wagering line, which is good for the betters.
0: You know, which is kind of funny, now that you mention it, with these volatile numbers, you'd think that the numbers would get a little bit tighter given the parity in the NFL. I mean, Uh, Why are we seeing these big swings if, you know, on any given Sunday, like they always say, anybody can beat anybody in the NFL?
1: Well, there are some constants. I mean, you know, basically with Peyton Manning at Denver now, uh, whatever the books hang on Denver, they're going to bet Denver and they're going to bet the over. Those numbers are going to move, even if the number's too high to begin with. I mean, that's what the general pup out, the professionals are going to come the other way. You know, and then you see a San Diego team, that looks, you know, has won all these games. They look really good, but they're beset by injuries. And Brandon Oliver's been a nice little stopgap for them. Actually, I think he's better than uh, Donald Brown, and he may actually keep Ryan Matthews on the bench. But San Diego laying seven at Oakland. It's a division road game with Oakland coming off a bye. And, yeah, the Raiders are a punchline. Everybody makes fun of them. But you're still laying a touchdown on the road against a team with a new head coach coming off a bye in an offensive line that's beat up, and they've been winning it with guts and guile, and yet everybody actually, like they're surprised that the Raiders, you know, covered that game. And that, that number was just so high, you couldn't do anything but take the Raiders in that spot.
0: Yeah, You know, it's funny. It's like people don't look too much into things. Which is actually, I mean, we talk to you about NHL all the time, and that's typically your thing is the NHL. People don't look into what's going on. The lines are set, and the lines don't move. I mean, those are some of the things that you've mentioned. So so thus far, really early in NHL, what are your takes on it? Anything that our subscribers uh, should know?
1: Well, the the bet of the year was the first game of the year. Uh, You know, for for our clients at uh, the Insiders game, we had the uh, San Jose Sharks, at LA as an underdog in the first night of the season, and that was banner night. They're hanging. They're hanging the Stanley yeah. Cup banner. Two years ago, when Chicago raised the or, uh, when the teams won the cup, uh, did the raise the banner ceremony. they were playing Chicago, and Chicago came out and destroyed them. And San Jose had revenge after blowing a 3-0 lead to them last year. So we had the first period. We had the Sharks in the game. They won four nothing. And frankly, uh, knock on wood, it had been off to a, a great start. Eight and one. To start the season, wow! And That's I missed impressive. one the so you, other night. Wait, just,
0: just real quick, just so our listeners know, at theinsidersgame.com, dot com, you are eight and one in NHL.
1: Yeah, eight, yeah, eight, eight one and one. In uh, and the in and the, the push, uh, I'm still I'm still mad. I shouldn't be greedy, but I'm still mad because the push was over five uh, in the Kings Jets game the other night. It was four and one halfway through the second period. They never scored another goal, but it was a push, <laughs> not a loss. But I, 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 I like I'm your at perfectionist
0: myself. attitude. That's great. That's, uh, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you could be listening. When you got one in your pocket, you want it, you know? It was, awesome. it was a free roll and didn't get it. But I'm mad at myself because I missed one the other night, and it's those opportunities that arise, and one slipped through the cracks on me, and I'm, I'm kicking myself because the Rangers played their first home game and since last year when they lost in the Stanley Cup Finals. Well, I never would have thought that there'd be a celebration for finishing second. But that's what exactly happened. They did a pre-game big pregame ceremony. It was the same thing as what happened with the Kings. They did a pregame ceremony, raising the banner because they won the Eastern Conference. Like, really? <laughs> uh, anyway, they're out there, you know, raising the banner. And the fans are going nuts. And, blah, and they're out there for 20 minutes on the ice. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, who can't get out of their own way, came out and destroyed them. Wow. So we're going to fight about 10 more of these opportunities with ceremony nights and you know, retiring in some guy's jersey or this, that, and the other thing. But when you get those opportunities, the road team should be the the game should be shaded down. I mean like that the Sharks King game should have been picked and LA was a dollar forty. Uh, you know, to me San Jose was the favorite in the game. So that's the beauty, that's why we love hockey. I've maintained since the day I moved to Vegas, hockey is the best bet to bet the best the best sport to bet because the odds makers I think a lot of things fall through the cracks on them and Frankly, there's just not enough money wagered. It's like one percent of the wagering handle, and they have, for the most part, lower limits. That they're not losing sleep over if they lose, you know, lose lose some money on a weeknight in hockey, but on the menu, there are countless opportunities every day with with soft numbers
0: yeah definitely i mean the eight and one goes to prove that eight one and one uh definitely goes to just just proves your point please
1: well hey i'm' listen I'm a realist. you know that's a that's a great start i mean it's it's like anything though you're gonna have a night when a goalie beat you. Right. uh you know you' gonna be nice when you were dead wrong and had a bad read on it but over the over the course of the long haul you know you, you can really build a a real nice bankroll. Uh, you know, for football and basketball and the other opportunities that are out there, and and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, listen, you go with what you know. We have had a great football season, uh, doing a lot of good things there. But you know what? If you when you feel you've got an edge, uh, you know, run with it. If if uh, you know if you're a better and you're out there and you know you live in Mississippi, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you, you watch Mississippi State. Um, or you 're from Alabama, you, you watch Troy all the time, the smaller schools, right. and you know those teams, but those opportunities are there. The information 's out there now that, that you know there 's nothing wrong with going. I always say you don 't have to bet the game every on Monday night. everybody wants the Monday night play.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: well, you know so you, you do your best and you, there are nights uh, you, you have a, a real strong opinion there are nights you don 't, but people want to bet it because it 's the only game. But when you've got a Saturday college football menu and there are, you know, 10 marquee games that are on TV all day, you don't necessarily have to bet the game because it's the game that's on TV. There are 20 better opportunities out for out there for you elsewhere.
0: It's it's about recognizing where you have an edge. A lot of the people we talk to don't realize that they don't have an edge in certain places. They Everybody thinks they've got an edge in, N- in NFL and they think, oh, there's nothing to be found in NHL or there's nothing to be found in MLB. But but it's well, funny. I mean, it's funny. Where I mean, you need I'm... help is you know, Everybody thinks that they can call the football game, and it's hilarious. And that's where the books are looking. But nobody's looking at some of these other smaller sports that have a smaller audience. Well, I'll, I'll give you two,
1: two little examples. I mean, yeah, you, know, you, you know, some guys fall so in love with their power ratings and their numbers that they can't see the forest through the trees. Um, the, the Denver game against Arizona a few weeks back, it was yeah. seven and a half. Denver seven and a half. Well. The sharps are sitting there. Oh, the, the hook. You, you know, you, you can't you can't lay the seven and a half. You'll go broke laying seven and a half. Well, you know, The answer is yeah. You probably will. That, that, that hook is valuable. It's there for a reason. But in that instance, it's like that hook was never going to come into play. It was it was you know Denver awful buy awful loss. Right. I mean, come right. on, Drew stand against Peyton Manning. But you know, the sharps are like, oh, you got to take the half point. I made I made an argument. I had ten people, and I did not play the game. I did not play the game, but I I made the case for Dallas against Seattle, and, and 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 you could do power ratings and the 12th man and this guy and their offensive line and all all the all the reasons you play games, and the reason I said Dallas was the side in the game, and people laughed at me, and sometimes you just got to call on experience. I, I made the trip from Buffalo to Seattle four times. It is the most ungodly flight. It, it, it's, it's, you, you sit there and you see Mount Rainier out the window of your plane for an hour. It's the flight that won't end. It's <laughs> it's brutal. And Seattle had to play Monday night, Washington, and go home. And people are like, oh, they're used to it. It's not that big a deal. I go, oh, really? And if it wasn't such a big deal, why did Pete Carroll decide to stay overnight, Monday night in Washington, and fly home on Tuesday? Because he knew it, it was going to have an, a negative impact on the team. So he was trying to find a way to mitigate that, but what they did is Monday night football already gives you a short work week. Now they're doing that endless flight home on Tuesday, so it was the short. They had a, such a short work week to prepare for the Cowboys, but no one, no one considered that as an angle. You know, like these are the things you got to go outside the box and you go between the lines, in, in over the long haul, those kind of things make a difference.
0: Uh, r- real quick, do you, do you have a team to, to win the World Series? I'm kind of taking it uh, game by game, but, but I, it's,
1: I will just go back to this, and I said it. The night it happened, when Kansas City came back from the grave and beat Oakland in the, whatever you call it, the play-in game or the, the one-game card thing, it was like they were dead and buried, and the A's let them off the hook. And all I could think of, was UConn in the NCAA tournament in basketball last year. Hmm. Their first game, St. Joe's had them beat. And I I talk about that attitude. I still can't let that one go because I had St. Joe's winning two games in the tournament at a plus price, and they blew the game. They were up like five with 30 seconds to go and blew the game. But what does UConn do? They should have lost the first game. All of a sudden they get this out of nowhere second life UConn runs the table and wins the March Madness. So I, there was just something that night I got that same feeling with Kansas City that they, they, they no way should they ever won that game against the A's, and they did. And I think they may
0: not look back. Right. It's about getting hot, especially when it comes to the playoffs. Well,
1: that's why, you know, real quick back to the hockey. Hockey's such a unique animal, and you just got to get in. Oh, you're yeah. playing 82 games. Okay. Home ice has not really meant that much. Uh, you know, the Kings won the Cup two year, three years ago as an eighth seed. Right. Well, the Rangers last year were this you know, oh, good team, middle of a pack in Eastern Conference. They caught lightning in a bottle. They got the right series and things. And then, then the goalie got hot. And all of a sudden, guys started stepping up, making plays they didn't make all year long. So what do they do? They turn around and they put the Rangers up with a regular season point total this year for 98 and a half points. Well, that's like an elite team. The Rangers are a very good team. They're not an elite team. They just got hot in the playoffs last year. And then they hang a bad number for a team that could have a Stanley Cup finals hangover this year. They're not that good to begin with. So, I mean, you know, it, it's just what, what you're saying. Sometimes you, you ride this. Baseball is a streaky sport. You play streaks and you can catch a big number.
0: So moving quickly in, into basketball, uh, do you is, – is it college basketball more your thing or are you uh, looking at the, the NBA at all?
1: Oh no! Well, listen. the the, the, the whole the whole enchilada. I, I, from a from a fan perspective, really enjoy the college basketball, and I think there are those those spots. Like when are the kids going to be out of school; they're on on break, and the crowd's going to be small. Uh, when are they going out of conference. What's a, what's a team's? Uh, you know, the last leg of a trip. Scheduling's a big thing for college kids. The pros are used to this; they deal with that kind of stuff night in, night out. But the NBA, there are massive trends that exist there too, and Um, I I find myself gravitating. I'm a big eyeball guy. I really am. And so the more I see a team, the more I'm comfortable, uh, you know, stepping up to the plate and saying i got a strong opinion on that. Um, But, you know, you go in and you do the stats and you do the box scores and you you know, are the look-ahead spots there. I mean, my goodness, we're looking like this week, and and I know you said basketball, but like even this week, you have the LSU-Kentucky football game. Mm -hmm. Well, both of these teams, they're playing each other, and they're both in look-ahead mode. Kentucky hasn't made a bowl game since 2010. They're 5-1. and one. I mean, and would you, how could they ever look past LSU? Well, I'll tell you why. Because they've got number one Mississippi State coming to their barn next week. right? And LSU has got to play Mississippi next week. And, and, and LSU is not good enough to be looking by Kentucky. But it's the nature of these kids, and they do this stuff. So you've got both teams in a, in a look-ahead spot. And usually when you've got distractions, to me, that's like lack of intensity, which would mean, you know, bad tackling and it wouldn't show up on defense. So like a game like that, maybe I'd consider the over. But right. that's what you get with basketball too. you, you just you got to go between the lines, think outside the box. And like you said, uh, they can't look five minutes into the future. You, you always have to look ahead. And that's what Vegas is all about, It's always being in a look-ahead mode.
0: There you have it. I think we did college football, professional football, College basketball, professional basketball, and the NHL and playoff baseball. Wow, just to, that's a mouthful.
1: I, it's great. It's a, it's a busy time of year, and you know we're glad to do. And I and you know we do we have the, the daily video for oddsworthbetting.com dot com where we try to give you a little samples of, of of things of that nature and, and preview the big games that are available on a daily basis with the featured pick of the day at oddsworthbetting.com dot com. And you know I'm I'm glad to be you know part of the team, theinsidersgame.com dot com. So. It, it, it's a great time of year. There's so many opportunities out there, and uh,
0: that, that's what we do.
1: I mean, we're sitting there cherry-picking a, a laundry list of games with opportunities to try to find the right sides.
0: Well, guys, if you want his picks, Brian Blessing, uh, you can get all of them at theinsidersgame.com. Uh, sign up. It's very easy. 8-1 and one in the NHL. Awesome.
1: You know, and, Jack, one thing I, I just want to add, like the one thing I think we're, we're really proud of at the Insiders game we do a feature on Tuesdays, we call it the early releases. and through the first five weeks of the NFL season, six weeks, you know we' what we're doing, we get these plays out on Tuesday. what we're doing, and we've been all over it and we've been right on virtually every game we've released is anticipating where the money's going to come from so that you get the best of the number. last Tuesday, you know we had the over forty three and a half in the Monday night game. it closed forty five. Um, we've had games that have steamed three, four points. So we're trying to get to the, the absolute best of the number. In fact, uh, an early release was uh, a letdown spot for TCU after losing to uh, Baylor, giving the game away, and they're playing Oklahoma State. And we said, "Listen, that's a letdown spot for TCU." So in the early release, you know, we put TC out, TCU out plus nine and a half. Then we get the news uh, you know, on uh, our, that Boykins, the quarterback for TCU's. Got a wrist problem, he's going to have surgery, and he's going to be out, and that number's going to plummet. But you bet you bet it early on a Tuesday, now you're going to get the best of the number by three or four points. So, always uh, again, I, I just can't reiterate enough. You always try to be looking ahead, you know, be in advance. But from Las Vegas, that I think what we can do, it's as valuable a service as there is providing winners, and that's getting the best of the number. Because sometimes it's not who you bet, it's when you bet them. Thanks, Brian. Jack, always good to talk to you, bud.